Hello, I'm Laurie Seletnik, Editor-in-Chief of the AORN Journal, and I want to share a few highlights from the March 2019 issue. This month's issue features a total of six CEs to assist in meeting your certification needs. In the article, Regenerative Wound Surgery, Practical Application of Regenerative Medicine in the OR, the authors examine regenerative wound surgery, which involves operative debridement of wounds to remove dead and healing impaired tissue and bacterial contamination, and subsequently, the application of regenerative medicine treatments to accelerate healing. A wide range of regenerative modalities are used for treating chronic and complex wounds, including decellularized scaffolds, living engineered donor tissues, autologous stem cells, and recombinant growth factors. This article highlights some of the common and emerging regenerative treatments that are applied in wound surgery and focuses on how the products are used practically in the OR. In the article, A Practical Guide to Performance Improvement, Beginning the Process, the author discusses the history and background of performance improvement processes and describes creating the project charter, the foundational document for a PI project. It is important for PI teams to create a complete charter before the project begins to give structure to the project and to use the charter as a roadmap to help keep the team focused on issues within the scope of the project. This article reviews the steps to begin creating the charter and provides examples of the various sections that should be included. In the article, Perioperative Do Not Resuscitate Suspension, The Patient's Perspective, the authors explore the practice of suspending do not resuscitate orders during the perioperative period for patients requiring surgical procedures. The research team used a mixed method, non-experimental, qualitative study design to conduct audio recorded interviews with 17 non-surgical patients who had DNR orders. They studied the patient's understanding of DNR status and their expectations regarding the changing of this status if surgery were required. The patients in the study expected a discussion regarding any change in their DNR status before the day of surgery and thought they should have the option to maintain that DNR status. In the article, Debriefing in the OR, a Quality Improvement Project, the authors share findings from their efforts to improve the overall debriefing process of the surgical safety checklist. The results showed an increase in both the total number of debriefings completed and the number of items discussed when completing the debriefing checklist in comparison with the pre-intervention compliance audits. The authors concluded that by using a coaching strategy and method to categorize perioperative opportunities for improvement during the debriefing process, there was improved compliance with completing the debriefing process in their facility. In the article, The Effect of an Undergraduate Perioperative Nursing Course on Safety Knowledge, the author explores how the removal of perioperative courses from most nursing programs in the United States has limited the opportunity for students to learn nursing skills and concepts related to safety in the perioperative environment. The purpose of this study was to determine the effect of a perioperative nursing course on junior baccalaureate nursing students' safety knowledge by testing students before and after they completed the course. Safety knowledge increased among the 44 student participants. 
the author encourages nursing program faculty members to explore teaching opportunities beyond the traditional nursing educational model and include perioperative courses as part of the baccalaureate nursing curriculum to enhance patient safety. In the article, Back to Basics, Minimally Invasive Surgery, the author examines how the needs of the perioperative team and patients are different during minimally invasive surgery than during traditional open surgery. The equipment and instrumentation required to perform MIS are extensive and continue to evolve as new techniques are developed. Perioperative nurses are challenged to stay current on the available technology and results of research studies so that they can provide safe patient care. This Back to Basics article will provide basic strategies for perioperative nurses to ensure successful MIS outcomes for patients. The periop briefing section of the March issue includes a lead feature article on strategies to address the U.S. opioid crisis in the perioperative setting, a Solutions at Work article on improving first case on time starts, and a Procedure at a Glance article on bunionectomy. We hope you enjoy reading and learning from this month's articles in AORN Journal. Please continue to share with us how you are translating research into your practice and implementing innovative practices. Contact us if you're interested in writing or peer reviewing for the AORN Journal.